Go on. Right. What? Get back. Get what back. What are you going to do? All right. Yeah. Right. Two, five, seven. More officers here, please. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cam's Corps Our Stories. A warning at the start of this podcast that it features content some may consider only suitable for adults. Now, it was a day on the front line like any other for PC Leo Clark in February last year, but that one day changed the next year of his life as he knew it. Leo was left with a bleed on the brain after being attacked on duty. He needed surgery and spent almost a week in hospital. Now, back helping to keep Cambridgeshire safe, in this podcast episode, he speaks honestly and openly about the severity of his injuries and his road to recovery. So I'm PC Clark, Leo Clark, 582. I work up in Peterborough and Northern, uh, part of B Relief Response. Been a police officer now for about two and a half years, um, two of those years on response. And uh, what, why did you want to be a police officer in, in the first place? I'll give the honest answer. Blue lights and sort of just being proactive. That's the bit of the job that sort of really gets me and the part that I really enjoy. And obviously helping everyone out and making sure that everyone at the end of the day can be that bit safer is the main bit. Before all this happened, obviously, just talk us through what a typical day in the force was like for you from from morning to end. Yeah. So obviously before all of this, it would be getting into work half hour or so early, checking emails, all of that fun stuff. And then sort of wait for your morning briefing maybe get some tasks in, potentially sort of dealing with somebody in custody, missing from homes, um, something like that. Just tell us in your own words then, uh, what happened on the day you were injured? Yeah, so sort of started like any any normal day did. It was a late shift, so I went in, checked the emails, checked any sort of admin I needed to do, had a few emails that I had to sort out. And then, yeah, got called to a prompt grade, I believe, first. Went to the address, there was no answer. They did a little bit of admin, and then another immediate came in. Um, it was for a colleague, I believe, had just sort of come out of the 10 weeks. So I thought, oh, I'll go back them up, give them a hand if they needed it. And then whilst en route to that, I was diverted to another immediate, particularly busy day. Wasn't given much info sort of on the way to that job, just sort of potentially a concern, mental health job. Me being me thinking, oh, it won't be too bad. Little did I know. So yeah, got to the address, still not much info, just sort of an address, a few names. When I got there, uh, there was a male standing outside. And he was sort of quite distressed. And that was the dad of the person I was there to deal with. A little bit of info from him. Again, not much. So still trying to build a picture of actually what's going on here. Go to the front door of the address, met by the person who later on hits me. He was clearly quite distressed. Annoyed that the police were here. I think he, from what I've learned from the job, I believe he was seen by another force in the morning. I don't think he had the best experience, bless him. So I rock up, another police officer. He tells me basically to F off politely. So I say to him, go inside, just relax. I'll give you five minutes and I'll come have a chat with you, see what we can do. Because I think it's unknown to most people. Police turn up to mental health jobs now. And we've sort of had to adapt and take on more jobs because every service is stretched at the moment. So police, we turn up to mental health jobs. We might not be experts, but we're there to make sure that people are okay. And that's what I was doing at this job. So go outside, go speak to dad. And... Sort of out the corner of my eye, I catch him coming outside. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Initially, again, just sort of trying to talk to him, trying to calm him down a bit. Didn't work very well. <laughs> he sort of starts getting in my face, bit more angsty, bit few swear words flying. So at that point, I'm like, right, it's either going to end two ways here. One of us is going to get hurt. So I push him away because he's right up in my grill. So I'm like, right, I need to get some distance, push him away. 
and that's instantly he sort of comes up again so he gets sprayed by myself I think I miss him and I get the dad more than anyone so yeah dad wasn't happy so yeah spray didn't work and I think at that point he might have thrown a fist it's this bit's a little bit um not blurry but it's sort of with the adrenaline and everything that happens so quick so yeah potentially a fist gets thrown I sort of back off try and get some distance like the teacher distance is key he's I think I'm shouting at him to get on the floor or something like that he doesn't get on the floor and so next thing is thinking right what what else have I got to sort of look after myself so baton comes out a racket normally you think a racking baton should be enough to stop someone it wasn't he carries on coming at me so I have to make that quick decision in my head do I do what I don't want to do whack him with it unfortunately I do it sort of slowed down at that point training kicks in sort of thinking oh, I thought well I've only got punch a punch I'm fine and didn't know sort of the extent of it at that point so I go for his leg and I think right let's take his knees out get him on the floor I can regain a bit of control hit him twice I think in the knee and then he scuttles off back to the house so at that point I think I've, I've already shouted up I didn't press the red button probably should have pressed the red button at that point I've said need some more units I've got one for assault police and it's still I only thought it was assault police at that time so he's gone back inside on the other side of the garden. So I've got good, probably 10 metres of space. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm okay. Plenty of time. Dad's complaining because obviously I've, I've sprayed him more than this, his son. So I sort of go into a bit of aftercare for him. Mate boy keeps poking his head around the door. So just some tack comms with him saying, just stay inside, stay inside. I right, just see my face step on back a bit. Oh. Okay, that's off. Yeah, that's good. Off. Now get in your No, no. Get back in no. your No, no. no. Yeah, no. Stop no. being a Step out of the way. Yeah, stop being a what? Right, let's Go start on. again. Who are you? No. Who do you right, think you are? No, get out not, of my mate. face. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. Go on. Right. What? Get back. What? Get what back. What are you going to do? All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's my daddy. Right. Go on. Get off me. Go on. Right. Yeah. Two, five, seven. More officers here, please. Go on. Right. Go on. Go on. Right. Yeah, what? What? Go on. Get on the floor. Yeah. Now. No. Get on the no. floor. No. Get on the floor. No. Get on the floor. Ah. 257, I need more units here. Yeah, I'm all good. Um, he's, he's not listening to me. Um, he's gone back inside. Um, power's deployed. Um, he hasn't stopped him, though. 257, quick update. Um, he hasn't engaged with me at all. He's tried to have a fight with me. He's gone back inside with his family, so I'm unsure how his family is. Um, I'm not going in until I've got more units there. So, right, come outside. Just, just blink. Just blink. Okay. Just come out for me. Come out for me. Close the door. Okay, just blink. Just blink. Okay. It's going to hurt for a bit. Okay. It's going to hurt for a bit. Okay. I was trying to help you. I oh, know. I didn't mean to get you, okay, but he's pushed me into you. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. yeah. Just keep blinking. I'll try to get on the um, I've got more units coming now. Okay. <laughs> I know I can't at the moment. I'm waiting for more units. No, just keep keep blinking for the time being. Just calm down, madam. I know. Just take a seat on there for me, chap. Yeah, I'm alright. I'm outside now. I'm waiting for more units. I remember watching the body warm back and it feels like a very long time 
for um, when I call up for whenever officers come. Not saying that's a bad thing on their behalf. It's just you're in a city, so you think you're not going to be too bad. It still feels like a long time. Luckily, nothing else happened. So yeah, that's good. And then yeah, hear the sirens come in, so I'm like ah, helps on the way. A couple of colleagues turn up. They ask me what's going on, and they run straight in the house, get arrested. I didn't go in the house because I thought I'm just going to make it worse. He's already pissed off with me big time. I don't need to make it any worse. He gets bundled into the back of the van. Job's good. And then I think it may have been at that point, what, 20 minutes after it all happened, that I think one of my colleagues started realising, are you okay? Because I sort of said, oh, drive back to Nick, get the paperwork started. And they're like, no, you're not driving. Well, one of us will take you. So I jumped in the car with one of them, got back to the station. And I think when I went to get up out of the car, I was like, okay, something really isn't right. I remember walking up the stairs to the response office at Thorpewood. <laughs> I know those stairs take a lot out of everyone, but I remember walking up them thinking, I'm to hold on to the rail thinking, oh dear, this isn't good. It's not just a punch. And then I remember walking through the doors and the skipper's looking at me and just their look alone was a bit like, well, okay, something's not right. Went and spoke to them, spoke gibberish apparently. Apparently I lived in the car park at work. <laughs> and yeah, it was at that point they were like, okay, he, he needs to go to hospital. Um, he's had a go at me. Um, I'm all right. Um... It will be an extra assault police. Um, but yeah, I'm going to need more units. Just keep blinking, pal. Just keep blinking. Okay? Just stay inside, Joshua. Stay inside. Um, he got me once. I think I'm all right, Sarge. Yeah, it will do. It will do, pal. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a big old boy. Um, tried to have a normal conversation with me. He's not having it. He's nicking for assault police. Uh, Joshua. No, that's his dad. Yeah, but he's got in the way of the father. Just, like I said, it's going to hurt. It's going to sting for a while. Okay. So what happened when, when you got to hospital? Some colleagues took me in. There were some colleagues there already. And I think the ones who were there already were quite shocked to see how I was. Because um, they'd seen me at the beginning of the shift. And they saw me now and again, apparently spoke gibberish. Like the receptionist was asking me where I live, my birthday, and apparently I had no idea. And then after that, Peterborough was a bit of a blur. I think the next thing I remember is sort of waking up en route to Adam Brooks in the ambulance. And then again, sort of not passing out, but sort of complete memory wipe of it. And then I remember waking up on a table with a load of doctors around me, looking at me and cutting all my clothes off. <laughs> Blimey. Well, yeah. that's, that's a story and a half, isn't it? And yeah. How, how long were you in hospital then, and what was that like? So I was in hospital from the Monday night through to the Friday night. So, what, four days, five nights, something like that. It was during lockdown, so no one could come and see me. Of course, you can imagine parents and girlfriend, they weren't happy. So, yeah, it was weird. Um, sort of first two days down there, couldn't tell you what happened. And then... I think the, set, the, the Thursday, because I came home Friday, the Thursday I started feeling better. Then the Friday, I sort of woke up and was like, right, I'm going home. Okay, blimey. And, and when you came out of hospital, um, what happened then? So, yeah, got released. They sort of took all the bandaging off my head. And I said, what have you done to me? You've shaved half my hair off. Uh, <laughs> I was not happy about that. And then obviously that was the first time I probably saw the extent of like the surgery and everything. So that was, yeah, quite weird. I've still got the pictures of that and it sort of hits home when I see them. So my dad and my girlfriend came and picked me up. I think my dad was more, <laughs> more crying than she was. Got home, dog came and greeted me. I think she cried as well, bless her. And then, yeah, it was just a long, long process of sort of getting back to normal. I got lucky. 
I'm, I'm back to normal now. Definitely. And what what did the doctors say was your injury at the time? Were they what what were their words? I mean, I can't remember what they said to me when I went in. I I didn't even know sort of what was happening if I was having surgery if I wasn't. When I woke up and saw it all, that was sort of the first I really knew about it. I probably when I was getting discharged home, sort of the extent of what they were saying could have happened, what did happen. I said some very scientific words. I can't remember them. Um, essentially, it was a bleed on the brain, left unchecked. Obviously, it could cause a lot of damage. So thankfully, obviously, the skippers and my colleagues saw something was wrong, got me there early, um, which definitely has helped me get back now. And when did you return to work? Um, you know, what, what month was it? How's that been so far? Yeah. Um, so I, when was it? I went off February when it happened and I got back uh, December last year, very beginning of December. Obviously, I had to start on restricted sort of uh, minimal hours and I've up that. I'm back to full hours now. And I think Friday I've got my safety training. So hopefully next week I'll be back out. Um, so yeah, sort of, it's almost been, I think by the time I get my safety training, it'll be pretty much a year. Uh, sort of, it's affected me. Blimey, but, but you're excited, are you, to get back to how, how, how it oh, was? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. Being in the office was nice to begin with, seeing my colleagues and everything, but I'm a bit fed up with keeping the seats warm. <laughs> no. And uh, really, I mean, is there anything you'd like other officers to know or, or be aware of, um, given what's happened to you? Just keep an eye out for each other. If there's an immediate, back each other up. I know everyone does anyway. Um, but every now and then there's the odd job someone goes to on their own. Just make sure you look out for each other. And yeah, don't be heroes. Just uh, do what you've got to do and make sure you go home at the end of your shift because it's not worth your family having to go through it. It really isn't. No, definitely. And, and what <laughs> about members of the public? I mean, do you have a message for them or anything you think might be important to, to say? Yeah, like I sort of said at the beginning, police, we do a lot of different jobs nowadays. Um, over the past few years with whatever's gone on in the past, we've had to adapt. Um, it's not just locking up bad guys anymore. I mean, one of the main things for police is life and limb, making sure that everyone everyone's okay. And I'm not saying that everyone who suffers from mental health is going to hurt the police. That's far from it. I just want the public to know that if we turn up, it doesn't always mean you're in trouble. If there is something to do with that, it can be dealt with later. We just want to make sure that you're okay. Yeah, I think my main message is just sort of, yeah, the police aren't always the bad guys. And for the general public, we're there to look after you. It might not be an ambulance turning up that you want, but we can help you still. We can get you to where they're going to take you, or we can help until they get there for you. We might not be experts, but we'll do our bloody best to help you. <laughs> thank you for listening. And thank you to our officers for all they do to keep us safe. It can be a dangerous job, and we are incredibly grateful. Remember to look out for the next episode of Cam's Cops Our Stories on our YouTube channel.